Welcome to The Imperfect Brand, the only business podcast that listens to real business leaders like you talk about running real businesses like yours, so that we can all benefit from the sort of hard-won knowledge that makes it easier to do this very difficult thing of running a business. I'm Benjamin Catley Richardson, your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to Aaron Rudman Hawkins, founder and managing director of the Evergreen Agency. As Aaron puts it, just three years ago, he had a successfully established business in a bedroom, specialising in SEO and PPC. But by uh, this year, 2021, Evergreen is now the winner of two national business awards, including Fastest Growing Company, and despite 12 months of a pandemic, has doubled down on recruitment to build a busy team of 13. Aaron, welcome. Lovely to have you on. Thank you for having me, Ben. Pleasure. I have a kickoff question for you to sort of break the ice. And it's something that, um, you know, is in my mind whenever I look at your posts, because I've been following you for quite some time. Um, and it's even while building what I think is easily to say uh, one of the most exciting companies around at the moment, you still find time to dedicate a day a week. Is that right? To your son, to spend time with your son. How do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's one of those things. It, it, it goes back to a promise that I made to my wife when we were talking about having kids and family. And at the same time, it was we did all the classic things you do in your 30s. And all at the same time, we decided, let's grow a business. Let's have children. Let's buy a house. Let's rebuild the house. We did it all at once. And one of the things I promised I made uh, very early on is no matter how busy we get, how crazy the journey becomes, we'll always make time for, for the kids, for the little ones. Uh, and so just kept that promise. And so, yeah, from, from very early on, Tuesdays became daddy day. Uh, and it was from about three, four months old, Henry uh, and I would um, have water babies. So that gave us some structure. So every Tuesday morning, there we are off to water babies, uh, which is great fun. We still do it now. Obviously, there was a gap during the pandemic when nothing was happening. But yeah, so we still do that. That gives us some structure to our to our week. And then we go off and we do all sorts. So, you know, whether it's a soft play, albeit not recently, or um, what we're doing at the moment on a Tuesday is going and um, watching trains. He's fascinated with trains. So we're, we'll just stand on a bridge for two hours and watch trains go back and forth. And he absolutely loves it. So we'll do that. How I do it um, is just make up the time either side. So maybe I'll work into the evening or on a weekend or... Um, you know, if I don't have to catch up the hours, I won't. But if I do, I will. Uh, but it's, I guess it comes down to priorities. And so I just try and prioritize uh, as, as much as I can. And it's great. I'm a big kid at heart. So I like to have the time where I get to go and jump around a ball pit or, you know, go on a bouncy castle. And without prodding too far in the, the direction that I thought you, you also might go in, is um, it seems to me you've also built a team that is essentially your family as well, that you can walk out of that building and know that over that Tuesday, you don't have to worry about the business. They're taking it in the direction that you would have done if you were there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, it is, it's become easier as the team has grown because you have people that are there that are, that are fine. Obviously, as you say, back in the day when you're, when you're a freelancer, when you're a one-man band, if you take a day off, the work stops, right? The work doesn't stop now, which is, which is nice. Um, and yeah, fortunately, we're at a position now where every, if I leave for a day or two or three, things do carry on. Work still happens. Things remain on, on task and to plan. 
and thinking about where you've been from in that in that past career history you're talking about being a freelancer and you know coming from a one-man band we mentioned business in a bedroom which was your term at the beginning looking back into that into that history of yours um can you share with us a lesson that you've learned from a failure that you've made and um, what i've been calling these imperfect moments in your career history uh how many do you want <laughs> uh let's just yeah. go for the biggest one that you can think of <laughs> okay so i mean yeah there's, there, we've all made 101 mistakes and wrong turns um so i think one that sticks out for me is actually a recent post i did on on linkedin and if anyone listening if we're not connected on linkedin do connect me because I, I love linkedin i am very active on the platform um so for me uh one of the 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 mistakes um or one of the wrong turns i made uh is is I was freelancer for years, so I launched Evergreen in 2013 with the plan never to build an agency, just to be, I wanted a better work-life balance, I wanted to do things my own way, and I did that very successfully, sort of doubled the turnover of the business myself, um, just for the first three or four years, every year, it was growing really nicely, and we had it great, and, and it was ticking along quite nicely, and we got to a point where it kind of plateaued because I couldn't take on any more business without growing the business. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that. Honestly, I didn't have the confidence to do it. It scared me. The idea of having responsibility and people to pay for and just how you would you would do it scared me. Uh, and, and, and also, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. And so during that period, and it was the best part of a year where I really ummed and ah, do I, do I don't know? What do I, what do I want to do? Do I want to stick or twist? Do I want to remain a freelancer, have this work-life balance, or do I want to grow what I would describe as a, a proper business in inverted commas? Um, and it was during that period of time where I took a wrong turn, uh, and but it helped crystallize what I did want to do. Uh, and that that wrong turn was, I was I was thinking right, I don't know if I want to um, grow a business. I want to do SEO. That is my passion. That's what I love to do. There's only so many hours in the day that I can service that to clients. Another option, I could train people how to do this. And so I created, I said about, and I'm not one, once I have an idea, I'm a little bit, I go at, it at 100 miles an hour. And so what I did is I then, within a, a, literally a matter of weeks, I'd written down pretty much everything I knew about SEO, a, a, kind of a structure of what would a small business have to do to, um, in, in SEO to, to gain some visibility and to get more lead sales inquiries through their website. I broke that down into, into modules, into lessons, and I just wrote, and it almost a book, of, of how you would do SEO. I then hired a recording studio at a cost of about £20,000. Uh, and I uh, hired a freelance uh, videographer and we, we produced this course. We had no, didn't know if it was going to work. We just, we just said, let's just go for it. We created this entire training course, um, which was good fun. And that took about four or five months just in doing that. We did all, we did all of this. And then we, um, once it was created and published and, and we put it on a website and we created its own domain and we called it the Evergreen Academy. And it was this whole thing. And we had a Facebook group and we had email support and we, we'd just gone down the whole training route as a, as a business over about a six, eight month period. We then went out on the, um, the sort of seminar network. So we booked loads of seminars, loads of events to, um, to showcase this and talk about this. And we knew it was going to be a slow burn and we want to just get it out there and, and just book I was looking at turning Evergreen into a part service offering, part training provider. Going through that process of creating, of educating, 
of then uh, the, I think the reality of actually okay I'm I'm becoming a bit of a training uh, an advisor and I'm not actually doing it honestly I missed the doing um, I love training people but I missed actually getting my hands dirty and actually doing the work and I actually loved the client interaction working with a client and so after several shows and events and many people signing up and this that, and the other I realized I'd taken a massive wrong turn and I thought actually and it Chris helped crystallize yes I do want to run an agency yes I do need to scale because I want to scale because I want to be able to improve that offering um and so I then started to un undo what I'd done over the past six eight months um I I sort of wrote off many tens of thousands of pounds uh in in in, in investment and that's aside from my time um and then I came out of the back of that of about a year 2017 very much now I know what I need to do and from there it was right now how do we grow a business I have this confidence I have this focus now let's make it happen and in terms of the key mistake, if you like, that you feel you made, was it, um, I mean, if, in a way, you can't fault yourself for trying something. You know, you, you made what I keep using in this podcast. It's like you failed in the right direction. You know, you kind of made a, a, a discovery by making that mistake. But thinking about a lesson for all business uh, kind of owners and people who may be entrepreneurial, what do you think was the key kind of mistake you made was it was it not taking the time to understand what you really wanted was it not knowing what you wanted or was it maybe the actual investment that you made and was there another way that you could have found that lesson out without that big investment yeah I think I think one of my um um problems is if I have an idea I tend to as a lot of entrepreneurs we go I go into it 100 miles an hour and I do so I think for anyone if you have idea, you're going to get as you run it as you're running a business, you're going to get, you know, the whole, you've heard the phrase that shiny object syndrome, right? I suffer from that because I have ideas and I'm I oh, that's new. Oh, that's quite exciting. Oh, that looks interesting. I'm going to go off and do that. So, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we, 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 we're, we're a victim of that. And I think maybe just taking some time to sit back and, and, and think about it um, before, sit and think before acting. And I think if I'd done that and given myself a little bit more time and not been so impatient, and maybe wouldn't have gone quite so far down that path before realizing actually I need to about turn and I need to go back. So I think just giving it time, but equally, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to take wrong turns. And I think sometimes you'll realize those very quickly. Sometimes it can take longer, but I think as long as what I did, and I think as long as you bring the, that energy, that enthusiasm, that passion, and crucially you have that love for whatever it is you do, you will find the right path eventually it might take you a year it might take you a month it might take you 10 years but you will get to that point where you will find the right thing and then you and you know when you it's like you know it's like they say don't you, you can't ever truly love someone until you've had your heart broken it's the same thing until you've been down and, and made the wrong turns that helps you when you find the right thing it clicks and it works and it fits and you just go yes this is it and it that did it from 2017 through to now absolutely knew all of those those doubts, those, the um and ah in the, I'm not quite sure it went, it was gone. And so if I, even, and if it took several months and an investment and some time to make that great, it was the best thing that ever happened. I think the interesting thing about that SEO Academy that you put together as well is, you know, having actually been through the majority of it myself, when you put it free last year, 
was that it, it kind of came back around as an incredibly valuable asset, didn't it? That you'd made that sort of investment to create a business angle, whereas actually, yeah, two, three, whatever many years it was down the line, you found that actually what it was to, what it was able to do was amplify your, well, I would say your sort of, um, you're like brand essence at the moment. I mean, you know, I know we talked before this very briefly about how I felt your brand was representing itself through your your uh, family focused kind of LinkedIn posts and the way you treat your staff. And I think that I was thinking about this, this, this idea of, of helping people upwards, of raising people upwards, sharing your knowledge to benefit other people. And that then came around in you offering this very expensive course that you'd invested in for free. And I think you did that, didn't you, at the, the beginning of the pandemic last year? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was actually online before then, but we just we we kind of I, I re um, re put new energy into it, and I just started re just started talking about it again. And I think that it was great. And this is the thing: all of those mis the mistakes and the wrong turns you make, you there will be ways of leveraging that those the, those things, those actions you took, the things you've invested in, the things you've created, the things you've done they will serve other purposes. You won't see it at the time, but as you say, taking that and actually make, putting it for free um, was brilliant because it enabled me, it gave me a great thing um, to be able to help lots of people first and foremost. Um, it was great from a, from a brand awareness perspective because it, it was, wow, the people were surprised. They were like, wow, you've created this whole thing and you're now gonna give it away. Yeah, great. And, and so, it, so it served lots of purposes. And also both originally back in 2017, right through to, to now, we still win business off the back of that because people find that course or they hear about it or they're referred to it or they're sent it and they go wow this is great the guys behind this if they're doing this much for free how good are they if we actually work with them and so it serves that purpose and we still to this day work with clients that we um secured off the back of back in 2017-18 they they worked on the course they loved it they worked through it they then picked up the phone because of course who are they, if they've worked through your course who who's going to be top of mind when they actually their business is a little bit further along and they say do you know what we want to invest in seo or ppc and we want to grow there's only one company they're coming to so it serves all of those purposes but it also feeds back into the, my philosophy around what everything i do on linkedin and and just generally in terms of marketing and and, and business growth is focus on helping people genuinely and not the wishy-washy kind of yeah we'll do something but actually no no genuinely help so i can give you another example of something that we did which all again fed back into the academy and it, it gave me that additional asset that i had and that was when the pandemic first hit um the business evergreen was 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 you know was flying was was very busy and one of the things i did is i i, I created a bunch of posts and i pushed them out and i offered any business um a, a an audit a review some help knowing that i could do it firsthand myself and i was recording videos and i was helping people all for free but i also knew that whatever areas where i could see opportunity and they, where they were lacking i had the training course there and i could go watch this lesson or read up on this or watch this because this will help you uh, and so it's just you can incorporate all these different components and help people and we ended up doing i think 87 i think was the number we ended up doing video reviews um helping well over 100 businesses in the end um, in those first in the well this time last year um, to to you know to sort of weather the storm as best they could um, and so it you know it continues to serve that purpose that's why we keep it online even to this day I remember you did uh, you did one for a client of mine actually that was um, you know so I had that experience of that firsthand and 
it was that um, demonstration again, and I think you mentioned it in that in that first answer you gave about the fact that you you really loved doing the doing, you loved getting your hands dirty and getting stuck in, and I think that's one of the reasons I've sort of admired you when I've been watching your posts is just how you managed to keep yourself in the doing like doing those free reviews or um you know going out and talking about your course and all that kind of stuff but you're not being too operational that you're getting in the in the way of the stuff that you've brought in to actually do the, the nuts and bolts and that that is sort of a, a sort of aspiration of, of any business owner isn't it is to reduce the amount of i guess day-to-day -day kind of stuff you end up doing and actually focus more on the bigger wider challenges that you've got and the things that you really enjoy pushing your energy into yeah and it is it, 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 it's exactly that and i think that's the luxury that i think you get as you grow a team and as you build a business is now i don't have to do all that stuff i am my, my day job is on the operations the growing the business the marketing the business development all of that good stuff and that for me is it's like a, it's, it's another skill set that i have to learn it's a whole no, i've spent 15 years learning SEO and honing my skills. And now I'm three or four years into learning to how to be a business owner. I have, you know, three or four years ago, I'd never done a PL. I didn't know how to forecast and do all of these business type things. It scared the heck out of me. Um, but you have to learn. And so it's a whole new skill set that you have to learn and embrace. And but equally, if you know, I have the luxury of being able to go in and get my geek off. You know, if I want to go and do some keyword research and get into some spreadsheets or do an audit or you know i can do that and and you know it doesn't the business doesn't need me to do it but if i say hey move over Aaron wants to have a play you know the team don't mind and and you know that they appreciate my help because i can just drop in some pearls of wisdom so it yeah it, you know that's and that sort of split that 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 is it's a luxury and you know it's something i'm i value very much and thinking then about that ability to take that bigger picture and uh, and, and look ahead and grow the business what right now, looking forward now, what right now is the biggest challenge, the sort of bleeding net problem that's facing Evergreen at the moment? And how are you starting to tackle that? Okay, so it's our processes and systems right now. That um, as, you, as the business grows and you add more people and more departments and you have more people to think about and you, of course, get more clients and you get bigger clients, um, what that... What that um, the impact that has is that you realize very quickly your systems and your processes, they, they don't work. What worked for a two, three, four man operation? Well, so if we go back, when I was a uh, freelancer, when I first brought my first one or two people on, okay, things had to change because no longer could the business just purely operate in my head. I had to put some things on paper. Then when you, you, so you create processes for two or three people, then you go to six, seven, eight people um, and those processes very definitely don't work because now you've got different people. You can't just... You know, you haven't got everyone around the table, so things have to change again. You then, in the middle of all this, have a pandemic, and everyone suddenly has to work remotely. Okay, well, we weren't equipped for that. Right, how's this going to work? We can't now just have a chat across the table. Right, we need to rethink systems, process, how we're going to work operationally, what needs to change. You then, the rate we, we've continued to grow over the last couple of years, um, you know, now we're 13, 14 people. Um, and again, systems and processes don't work. What worked for six, eight, 10 people doesn't work now for 13, 14, you know, will be 16, 17 by the end of the year. It doesn't work. And so that is very definitely our biggest um, 
alongside all the day-to-day delivery for clients and all of the stuff you'd expect but in terms of it so it's it's working out how do we create systems and processes and how do they need to evolve and what do they need to look like and and that's through from a that's through from a um a a sort of theoretical standpoint right through to the practicalities of okay the tools that we are using the crm that we're using the way we're using these tools the way in which we report things and and communicate things and 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 update our clients is it fit for purpose anymore uh, and and that is that is our is our biggest thing at the moment and we spend so many hours every week and every month across the team not just me not just george our head of us our SEO director but across the team because we value everyone's input and we want everyone's input we say you're on the front line you've got to tell us what's working what's what's working what's not what's creaking um where are you seeing pain points where are the bottlenecks and we're having to sort of try and mold all of that um and that very definitely remains a work in progress and thinking about going from that uh, sort of four five six people up to where you are now 12 up to 14, up to maybe 16, then 18. What are the three things in that growth process, the sort of three top things or two or three top things that have helped you? Obviously, it's an iterative process and you're constantly improving, but what are the three, two or three core approaches or mindsets that have helped you to keep that growth going without it starting to feel overwhelmed or a bit of top heavy? Okay, there's definitely been some times where it's felt overwhelming for sure um, there's definitely we've had we've had a few moments like that i think i think just it's little things so i think having my advice to anyone uh, that's going through that is don't underestimate getting in a room when we're allowed getting in a room get some pens out and get some paper and just start sketching things out because the more you try and do it in your head or the more you try and overcomplicate things um that is often the, the it, that's where it goes wrong so one of the things we've got a huge whiteboard in our office and we will often just sit there and we'll just be sketching things out. So I think keep things simple. There's a tendency and we've done it many a time to there's a problem. The solution must be complicated. It must have many moving parts. There must um, be we, we're going to have to almost over engineer this to find the perfect solution. And nine times out of 10 when we've done that, we've always ended up building something to be really, really complicated. And then actually it, it, it progressively gets refined and refined and refined and refined. And then to the point where it's so simple that you think if we could have just figured that bit out straight away, we probably would have saved countless hours and weeks of, of planning and of, of, of mapping stuff out. So I think don't underestimate the power of just getting on a whiteboard, getting some pens and paper out and just actually try and get to the crux of the, what is the actual problem? Because again, one of the other things is, what we, we've seen is more often than not the problem that you're that is that is the most obvious that's right in front of you that you think that's the ah oh, i've got to solve this problem it's probably not that's not the crux of the problem the problem is actually probably a week earlier or two weeks earlier or it's something else or it's something that you've missed that is actually causing a problem and then it's manifested itself to into a much bigger problem or a much more obvious problem and so it's just actually removing yourself from the, the sort of the front line and actually going right let me look at this more objectively um let me get talk to everyone because again you know right from your managers right through to the juniors in your office they will see things differently to you and they'll have a perspective and so we we invite everyone to give their opinion and we've we've been able to establish some real little golden nuggets of okay that's really useful that we just hadn't seen because we were blindsided to it because we're we're too close to it 
and so getting out you know and also getting outside um getting outside opinions as well so someone that's not in the business day to day so for me harriet my wife she's a fellow director of the business but she's not techie she's not seo so if we when we're looking at processes and systems we actually sort of go and ask her and get her opinion um and and our, our seo director i think put it best of all is he actually says when we're building systems and processes or doing any of this stuff and we're we're having to evolve the business and think about what we need to do he says let's create everything so that it's um our mums could understand right and do it and i think that for me is great because if, if if my mum and if his mum could understand and we could go this is how we work this is what this means does that make sense if they kind of go yeah great loving that we're probably on the right track and uh, we were talking about the expansion of your office, I think, just before we, we came on to the, the actual podcast interview. And I'm just thinking, you know, in that, um, that foresight you now have about the direction that the business is going, obviously, you know, you've, you've expanded in the past for desk space and you've reworked the office to bring in space for people to work. But I know that your plans for this new area include a, a larger kind of boardroom that you can then bring clients into. And it's in terms of the step from where you are now which is still a very you know up and coming growing business exciting but the step that you're taking to what is potentially a significantly much larger concern is that ability to get clients into your space rather than always going out and sort of being a satellite is that is that part of it that building that communication and helping things to be involved in the office from a day-to-day -day basis yes absolutely that is the single primary reason why we're expanding the office um, and we're, we're more than doubling the footprint of of the office and one of the reasons yes we need additional desks yes we need additional creative collaboration areas um, the team want me to get a pool table I'm not sure about that but um, but aside from that the main reason is yes we need a, we want a space where we can work with our clients we can invite them down we can have workshops we can have training days we can support them and get that allow them to bring their entire marketing teams down allow them to to bring their, their their top teams and so we can really get into the nuts and bolts of their campaign of their business um and do it in a in our environment rather than having to to go to a third party or, go, or always go to to their environment and we can do that now we we can have our clients can bring four or five people here to our current office not a problem but we know sometimes our clients want to bring six eight plus people down um, and just and similarly, if, even if they bring four, three or four people, if we have to have four or five people as well, our current um, meeting room is it's it's a bit tight. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're going to um, yeah have a very I think we've put 12, 15 seat conference room uh, stuff of stuff. It's the kind of thing that I would have looked at even a couple of years ago and gone, wow, that would be amazing. I mean, who am I kidding? A couple of months ago, I thought, wow, that would be amazing. I still think that now that would be amazing. So it's not there yet. We, we're about to have it. It's, it's sort of it's a summer, spring, summer 2021 uh, project that, um, yeah, as soon as it's done, I'll, I'll let you know. And you're very welcome to come down. Well, if you get that pool table in, I will be down straight away. <laughs> You'll have to peel me off. I'll have my 20 peas stacked on the corner of it. There you go. It's a good money making exercise. Yeah, I haven't absolutely, thought of that. Yeah. It won't be 20p though. It will definitely be a, at least a pound a go. Yeah, at it least. shows you how long it's been since I was playing pool in public. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Erin. I really love talking to you. I was really looking forward to this one and you didn't disappoint. So unless you've got anything else to say that you want to put out there, thank you so much for coming on. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Take care. See you later. Bye.
Thank you for listening to that episode of The Imperfect Brand. And of course, thank you to Aaron for coming along and sharing his um, story with us. It's been quite a dramatic thing to watch, actually. As I said, I've been following Aaron and the Evergreen Agency for a good while now. Taking his use of LinkedIn as quite a template for myself as well. One of the things, if you do know um, Aaron at all, you'll know that he makes a habit of posting selfies with whatever he's talking about included in that picture. So whether it's him working late, whether it's him turning up early, whether it's a new part of their office that they're expanding, or whether it's a new member of the team or a meeting or, or whatever, most of the time it will include a picture of his very happy, smiling face in that um, in that post. And that has become almost a brand in itself, just something that I recognised in his content that you just would immediately see. And so you associate um, Aaron with the company, with the success of the company, and obviously being a figurehead in that business has, has been very important for the the speed at which he's, he's risen. Because ultimately that's how you build trust and um, awareness and connectivity between you and the people you want to help. It's helped, I'm sure, that uh, LinkedIn is full of people who really need what Aaron does, but he's stood out so distinctly from all of the other SEO specialists that um, I'm sure we all see on LinkedIn by having this very clearly defined personality. And that has come through as well in the people that he's hired and the team that he's built has has clearly come together under a shared set of values and a shared vision and it's always lovely to see when he brings somebody on because you just know that in six months to 12 months that person is going to be you know just reaching levels that they might not have done without um, becoming part of that company and without working with Aaron he's he's very good at, at uh, I think as I said in the podcast leveling other people up bringing people up um, and, you know, I really do look up to him as a, um, as a very, very good example of how to really bring your business forwards and, and keep that motivation and that momentum going. So I definitely recommend you check out what Aaron's up to, but of course, check out his um, course that we talked about, the SEO uh, training course, and I'll put a link to that in the notes for this podcast. So thank you very much again, and of course, Forza! everybody. Until next time. Thank you.